We should start with a freestyle every week. All right. Let's do it. Your turn. Okay. By the way, this is a Beats by Russ. <laughs> you you got to have a one syllable. Russ isn't the best, uh, but that's what we're going for. Where were we? Oh, we were in Sunday school the other day, and I was we were talking about winning people to Christ, not just winning people to church or to a program or something. And I said something about, you know, you can't be one of those churches that's like, hey, you come to Sunday morning service and you might win a TV or you might win some beats. And I meant headphones, but some of the guys in my class were like, that's a weird prize to give away. <laughs> no, no, no. The headphones. That's what we do at our church. It's like, yeah. like, hey. Who wants some collard greens? And Come on down. See, I was not thinking vegetables. I was oh. thinking literally like oh, you come down. Of, no, they thought we meant like beats. vegetable. Yeah. Beats. It's the real, real cool thing. All the cool churches are doing it. Give it away. But the point was, what you win them with is what you win them to. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to win them to a farmer's market. There you go. Giving away beets here. That actually does sound like something that an attractional church would do. (laughs) Super hipster. We have here a box of organic, Mm -hmm. non-GMO beets. You guys have any donuts? No, we have a salad bar. Speaking of donuts and the beets. Doug Funny. That was a great show, wasn't it? Yeah, I could sing three beat songs. Right oh, now if wanted to. <laughs> yeah, we really could. Yeah. Let's let's okay. save our beats mashup. Like we need really we could. need guitars. Here we go. Guitars. Sorry, Where's I sounded so country. My sock. <laughs> dinner, dinner. That's what's going. Oh my goodness, Killer Tofu is still probably my jam. I you Killer, killer tofu. tofu. They all had the yeah. It was great. So gotta sing it, gotta shout it, gotta hear it, gotta got it, gotta shout. I'm more of a the the Doug the Doug song that his band did, banging Drumming on a trash on, can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drumming on, on the street light. Yeah. And he played a banjo before Sufjan did. So I think Sufjan Stevens was actually inspired by Doug Funny. What's up, nineties kids? How y'all doing <laughs> out there? Let's be honest. It's primarily '90s kids. Let's be honest. It's primarily me and you, and teenagers <laughs> from Buna listening to this. I see you, Reed. Yeah, what's up, Reed? Are you even still listening? Re- retweet something if you're still listening. Yeah, give Probably us a not. Twitter though. shout out if you're still. listening. That was a cool two weeks when you were a big fan. We were a big fan of you there for a little while, Reed. Yep. Times change, bro. But you know what the Bible says. <laughs> is this friends. what we're? This is what we've sunk to to try to get <laughs> listeners. Like last week, I'm tagging everybody. Hey, we mentioned you in the podcast, so we just go through our Twitter list. And hey, by the way, <laughs> tune in next week for your chance to win a TV and some beats. That's right. We're giving those away. But for now, let's just start the podcast. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of One Hour a Week, a 30-minute ministry podcast. I am Jared Hollier, he is Rusty Mont. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> what? How's yeah. everybody doing today? This is <laughs> What's in that coffee cup? Good looking mug, by the way. I'm jealous Thank you. of that mug. I, I think when you called me the other day, didn't I tell you I was drinking out of a world champion Houston Astros mug? And you're like, where'd you get it? How much does it cost? Can I order one today? And yeah, I was I like, no, was... no, 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 no. It's just an Astros mug. But everything I have that's Astros related is now world champion Astros related. Yeah, I thought you had like a one that said World Series. Champ. Earn it. There earn you go. it. The earn it towel. I'm, oh, with the times trophy two. on it. Times two. I'm wearing my Astros This hat. is oh, one. Hey, look, I think I'm wearing my, hang on. That was my jacket, by the way. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Fly the pen. Thanks for the my... clarification. There you go. <laughs> Championship. We're astroed up today. Yeah, I've got an Earn History 
postseason towel that was actually purchased by Ryan and Kim, my real good friends that do our youth ministry Shout here. Out. Shout out. Another one. They're getting tagged. And uh, this was actually given to me by uh, Brother Bob, who goes to all kinds of sporting events around the country. So this is one they gave to everybody at the gate See, I had during a the World friend Series. from church, Brian, who doesn't listen, so no shout out. He was at Game 7 of the Yankees series. And they had the towels there, and he was texting me during the game, and I was like, "Hey, man, if you're when you're leaving, snag me a towel that you know you see laying on the ground. I don't care. I'll wash it, hang it up." But he he didn't. I didn't get that. I don't know if he didn't see one or if he come on, Brian. About. Ugh, that guy. What a dude. What are we talking about today? Let's uh, focus. I thought you were setting this thing up. It's, I can. <laughs> Why'd you ask me this? Speaking of segues, here's one. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, we're good at radio, guys. Uh, we're really hoping to turn this thing into a full time radio gig. Today's so. are we? Yeah, that's. I, I thought that's why I've been doing this. We need two more people. We need a lady. We need a sound effects guy. Daniel Begno's offered to be sound Begno? effects guy. I have not been doing this to edify and build up the church. I've been doing this solely for my own gain. Just trying to flip it into a full-time that's radio gig? A full-time radio gig, man. Welcome to the Jared and Rusty Hour. Hello. Whoa. Hey, hello, everybody. I think that <laughs> every time you do that voice, it dramatically decreases the chances of us getting a gig so and my fake radio station is always 106.2 the eagle yeah so the it's your go-to always it's 106.2 so it's not even a real frequency you can get so it. any that's nerdy that you know that but any <laughs> any actual station called the eagle is probably going to take us off the air just because we've mocked the eagle for 106.2 so the eagle sounds like freedom there you go coming up we got some littered skittered a new one from I don't know who. I don't even know who. I like half of our impersonations, by the way, and or voices end with like half laughter, half impersonation towards the end. Like we're like, I'm doing an impression right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's because you know who really thinks we're funny. Us. Yeah. I was Mallory always picks on me for thinking that I'm the funniest person in the world. But you Um, I'm always the funniest person in any room I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Which was what makes this an interesting dynamic because we're both the funniest people in the room all the time. So it's basically people listening to 30 minutes of us trying to trump yeah, each other. Yeah, but true story, I don't think you're that funny. So Okay, well, uh, you know, we we Shots often fired. do this. We often... <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Is that Harry Carey or radio voice? I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I basically have just one voice that I go to. Okay, so maybe we should... Uh, okay, so last week we did our sports radio audition. Yes. Today we're just... You hear this funny banter? That's great. That's great, isn't it? So if you think we should do this, retweet us. Yeah. Otherwise, why don't we talk about what we're going to talk hey, about? Hey, today we're going to talk about taking care of ourselves. We're going to talk about health. And usually when somebody talks about health, we ought, we default think about physical health. But we want to take a broader approach to it and talk about uh, all kinds of health. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Just how do we as Christians, how, how can we be good stewards to use a biblical word how can we be good stewards of our lives in general and be sure to take care of ourselves and so we'll we'll talk about some obstacles to being healthy people we'll talk about maybe some symptoms of unhealth is that a word unhealth you can be unhealthy but is unhealth a word should have done your research man oh well just google it for me real quick okay don't you didn't even reach for your phone like to pretend like you were going to I was Googling in my mind. And what'd you come up with? Nothing. boy. So... <laughs> no results found. We originally, our idea was to talk just about physical health. 
Um, but as I got to thinking about it and even reading Scripture this week, I thought that we can use the same principles and the ideas and obstacles that we think of in terms of physical health, and we really can't apply those to spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, and, and those kinds of things lately are becoming a, a cultural conversation, mental health issues and emotional health issues. And also just thinking through passages like Mark 12 when uh, the teachers asked Jesus what's the most important law and what was Jesus' response. Bible quiz time, Rusty. What did Jesus say was the most important? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There you go. Holistic approach there. Love Did God. Did you hear me timid? Like I was like, oh, he's going to get me. I like, don't know. Uh, wrong. Tithing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Preacher no, answer. So, so Jesus said to love God with heart, soul, mind, and strength. Heart, soul, mind, and body. Um, and so just thinking through that, I jotted down a few others. You know, Romans 12, 2 talks about uh, having a renewed mind. Uh, I don't know if this is a stretch, but I thought I've been studying First Timothy because I'm preaching through First Timothy where Paul... Uh, in the close of his letter to Timothy, tells Timothy, drink a little wine for your stomach and your health issues. And so there's a concern you would. for... Sorry, I'm a liberal. Uh, a concern for physical health. And so let's start with this. What is physical health, spiritual health, what do you think is is the most difficult for us as pastors, for people in general? Like, What, what are some of the most difficult areas? Well... So are you asking of those we've talked about, which is the more difficult, or just in general, what is the most difficult area of health for us to deal with? Yeah. Okay, good. So both, yes, so very broad. You tossed me up one, and instead of swinging, I just looked at it. I watched it go by. That's okay. It was a ball. Uh, yeah, it was a ball. <laughs> we asked real direct questions. See, we've been interviewing people, so we don't know how to just talk anymore. Yep. We just feel like we have to ask a question. I, I would, I'm the guy in the press conference that says, hey, talk about that thing. I, I would say this. Uh, when we're thinking about health, what's very difficult for us is really taking care of ourselves, period. Whether it be um, in ministry, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, physically, we tend to be very other-centered to the lack of taking care of ourselves. That's now, a fault. by the way, Jesus does tell us to, I'm preaching Philippians 2 this week, think of uh, others more than you think of yourself, but here's where it twists around and it's just like sin on sin. <laughs> instead of grace on grace, I tend to live sin on sin instead of uh, being what I need to be. Trying to earn my salvation and earn the uh, affections and love of others uh, even my service and my work for others is really about me most of the time. So uh, even though it's like, hey, you're not taking care of yourself, a lot of my not taking care of myself, I don't hear that talk very well because I know I'm actually a pretty selfish guy most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, well, it, how can I not be taking care of myself when most of my motives are selfish when I really you know, drill down and look at the heart of it? But at the same time, uh, I guess what I'm saying is not taking care of yourself sometimes can be a very selfish thing. Yeah. Uh, I am wasting the the health that God has given me, whether it be spiritual, emotional, or physical, because I'm trying to expend all of my energy and all my efforts earning praise of others and earning attention of others instead of taking care of myself so that I can... Uh, so I'm spending my life as a fireworks show instead of having the slow and steady embers that can burn on and on and on long enough in order to minister for the long haul. So almost like a false humility. Yeah. In the same yeah. vein of false humility. You're like, yeah, I know. I'm just so tired. I'm worn out. I eat like garbage. I haven't, 
you know, prayed in so long, but it's because I'm pouring myself out for other that's people. Right. That's yeah. right. That's uh, right. So I think we deceive ourselves into not, t- that's why we're unhealthy sometimes in yeah. these areas is because we're just too busy being poured out. Um, and then there is, even on the, if you want to say righteous, which is a weird way to use it, but you know what I'm saying, on the right side of that, there is the aspect where we can just neglect ourselves in the, the care of others. Um, and that's the biggest problem is that we um, don't realize that we can better serve others by making sure that we're taking care of our health and being good stewards of what God's given us. I think about where it says, is it in Luke, where it says Jesus uh, often went out early in the morning to pray. Um, he, Jesus just had a different kind of discipline than we have. I, we, we're we better at loving like Jesus and ministering like Jesus and trying to think like Jesus, but we don't have discipline like Jesus. I think that's a huge difference. That And, and discipline is just hard to do. It's hard to have a consistent, quiet time. It's hard to say no to brownies. Man, I've got a sweet tooth like crazy. Yeah, just, me too. I stop for every time I stop for gas, I run inside and get a box of junior mints. I just mm. love mint chocolate. That Amen. was the end of that thought. We're just we're just not <laughs> disciplined people. Discipline's yeah. a hard thing. And I think there's a, a direct connection between discipline and health in any of these yeah. things. We have to I mean that's again to go back to Paul. Uh, we talk about Paul a lot on this podcast. It's almost people. like he wrote 75% of the New Testament or <laughs> but something. But he, he told Timothy to, uh, isn't it in, in Timothy where he says, take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ? That's a discipline. Uh, and so we're just not disciplined to to take care of ourselves in any of these areas. And so it, it yeah. does take a, it, it's not a quick fix. It's it's a, over a long period of time. It's running a marathon and being disciplined in all these things. So let's get a little more specific. That's kind of some broad shots right. at why we suck at health, okay. <laughs> which is well, which on, is before important. We get more specific, I wanted to say this too. They're all connected, aren't they? Yeah. When we feel physically oh, yeah. bad, it affects our mental state. When we when we're not thinking clearly, yeah. We we eat like garbage when we when with these things it, it affects our spiritual life. So this is there is a connection, no yeah. doubt. And so there's no doubt that if we will get more disciplined in one of these, that discipline will spill over into the other areas too. Yes. So go yes. ahead. Sorry. And and in that I think you gotta start at spiritual. Um, because I do think that's that's what matters. Like uh it, more than the others is spiritual. Say, well does one matter more than the other? But just like yeah. you said, the more spiritually healthy we are, that will pour over into the other areas. So what I mean by specific, let's just talk about you know, instead of the broad, what's the challenges of being healthy, keeping all of this big spectrum in mind, let's say what's the difficult thing for us as ministers and even lay ministers in church, why is it so dadgum difficult to stay spiritually healthy when we are spiritual leaders? Why is that hard for us? One of the biggest obstacles I see is just a lack of regular schedule. Uh, you know, if you can, one of the questions I like to ask people when I'm getting to know them is I'll say, okay, when you clock in, you know, more than just asking, what do you do? I like to ask, when you clock in at work, what does a typical day look like? You ask that to a pastor and there's not really, there's no such thing as a typical day. I mean, just this morning, we're sitting here at Rusty's church and it's almost 10 o'clock and today has been absolutely atypical. You've never had a day in your ministry like today. Yesterday, we usually on Wednesdays, we have a sewing group that meets at the church and so we kind of you know, talk to them, and then we get ready for Wednesday night services. Uh, we we shut down the sewing group yesterday. We had a funeral meal at the church. There's just not a typical day. And so when the day-to-day work of ministry is not typical, it's hard to schedule things, and it's hard to have a routine when nothing about our jobs 
really is routine. I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I suffer because, like we talked about, I pour out and don't pour back in. It feels and, selfish to do And that. somewhere along the way, spiritually, I realize it, and here's what happens to us. We've talked about this before. When we're not where we need to be spiritually, the odd thing is is that the enemy causes us to avoid that thing even more because the guilt and shame comes. Yeah. Like when I pick up my Bible and I know I haven't been studying for me personally, man, like I almost feel guilty reading it and studying to prepare to preach. So the the one thing that can heal me, the medicine that I need, which mm-hmm. is the gospel and impressing into Jesus, the enemy makes me avoid Jesus. Yeah. And and that happens to me and very quickly what happens is we start putting that front on and when we're all just fronting out there acting like everything's together and we never fill our lives back up uh, with the things we need and we become professional Christians instead of real earnest uh, seeking Jesus believers who let the overflow of our personal time spill into our ministry and uh, I tend to minister out of the emptiness more often than ministering out of the overflow, yeah. and um, it's it's something that that I definitely need to work on. So I just wanted to talk about being fat, and you came in here <laughs> and just like decided to wreck me spiritually too. So I appreciate that, You're jerk. Welcome. Sorry. You're welcome. Uh, another thing that I've been thinking about lately is the fact that we have so many options and so many choices that a lot of times we just make the bad ones. Yeah. Um. There was a book out last year. I didn't read it, <laughs> or it may, it may have been out longer than that. But the point of the book was that it's not a good thing to have too many choices. We feel like that's freedom when we have more choices, but really it's not because then we kind of get paralyzed by. The, for example, uh, how often do you and your wife, you know, you decide to go out to get something to, for dinner? You're headed into Beaumont, and you say, "Well, what do you want to eat?" What does she always say? This is whatever you want, and or do I don't say? care. Yeah, well, and I'm like, well, well, I don't care either. Well, oh, just pick something. Well, you just pick something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And before you even pick something, you're both mad at each other. Yeah. Well, why would we have such a hard time picking? How many restaurants are there in Beaumont? Yeah. There's hundreds, right? So it should be, but that's the thing. So because we have so many options, and you think about, you know, our our youth and children's director Shayla was picking out new Sunday school curriculum this week. And she got on Lifeway.com and ChristianBook.com and was just looking at all these Sunday school careers. And she just didn't know what to do. Like, which one? Because there's too many choices. Yeah. So a lot of times when we uh, – a lack of discipline plus limitless options, we just end up taking whatever's quick and easy and convenient. Yeah. And quick and easy and convenient doesn't always mean healthy. Yeah, and and obviously that applies to all three of the things we're talking about. Yeah, uh, We're recording in an office, so you hear a phone. It's all good. Phone um. But yeah, spiritually, we choose the quick and easy option. Why do you think that um, Jesus calling my utmost for his highest one-minute devotionals are so popular? By the way, verse of the day. By by the way, great to have little prompts on your phone and stuff that make you think of Jesus. But if the verse of the day app, if Bible is sending you a verse of the day and you're counting that as your time with the Lord, you are, that's the fast food of the Christian life. Yeah. Nothing, again, nothing against, well, I mean, we could have another conversation about some of the popular devotionals at another point in time, yeah. but um, nothing wrong with a, a brief devotional to kind of get your attention Godward and get you started as kind of a fire starter. But you need time to let the fire roll, man. You need time to spend with Jesus. And I have definitely, man, I'm, I'm guilty. I've been doing fast food devotional life probably for the last two or three months. I'll be honest with you. 
I, I have a accountability group right now, a group of guys I'm investing in and have them reading the Bible. And I've been reading what I have to read to knock it out. And as soon as I can get it done, I turn on the TV or something or get on social media. Uh, and it's, it, it's been affecting me and, um, it, it's caused some real spiritual unhealth. So, um, one thing I think causes problems for us is a lack of evaluation. Like you and I right now, this is kind of hard for us because as we're talking about it, we're having to think through this and we're like, Ugh. Oh, why did we record? Yeah, why exactly. Didn't we just have this we <laughs> so, so there's something to that, that we don't really stop to evaluate our lives. So, um, may, maybe take time to do that guys, uh, gals who are listening, ministry leaders, pastors, uh, lay leaders in the church, evaluate where you're at spiritually and think about it. So let's kind of shift gears to think about emotional health and what are the struggles there for us as ministry leaders? How do we deal with, uh, what are some ways we might get emotionally unhealthy without realizing we're doing it? How are some ways we ignore our, our emotional health? Uh, what, what do you think about that? One of the first things, uh, we heard regularly when I was at ETBU, East Texas Baptist University. Shout out. Thank you. We'll tag them on this. Yeah, the whole school. The whole school. <laughs> was that, uh, in ministry classes anyway, was that when you enter vocational ministry, it's not just something that you do, it's who you are. And they were just setting us up with the reality that you don't, you never really clock out. You're, you're always on call. Um, and so I, I think that's that can be real draining if we don't, uh, that, that's why Sabbath is so important, not just a day a week, but even throughout the week. I think we have to be disciplined, uh, not just not to be lazy, but to unplug, to disconnect, to turn our phones off and clock out when we can, as we can. Because if we don't, then we we just end up carrying around a whole lot of baggage and we, we lay down thinking about the family we just talked to or the sermon we just preached and we wake up thinking about the family we need to call or the sermon we need to write. And if we just carry that stuff around all the time and we never take time to decompress, to unplug, to lay that stuff down, it, it becomes a burden. I mean, we just keep accumulating that that baggage. And it's not just our baggage, but it's ours. It's our wives. It's our kids and our family. You add to that the, the pressures and the baggage of the church, You know, the couple we just counseled, the phone call we just took, the pressures of getting ready for another service. We just accumulate that stuff and it becomes a burden. And it's a burden that's too big for us to carry. And so we have to lay those things down uh, with the Lord regularly, constantly, just kind of be empty in those things, or we're going to collapse under the weight of them. I think about Andy Crouch's book, Strong and Weak, which I would highly recommend. It's a real short, easy to read little uh, book about uh, leading with uh, humility, but also being strong in the midst of that humility. And he has a whole chapter. The, the book is worth it alone just for the one chapter on what he calls hidden vulnerability. And he talks about one of the aspects of leadership that's very important is being vulnerable. But sometimes in leadership, that is a hidden vulnerability. And the illustration he uses is you don't want President Trump coming on the air this morning and reading that file that he gets every day that has every single threat that could possibly come to America. You do not want that. As loose cannon as it appears President Trump is, there's a real hidden vulnerability where he, the strength that he shows and the strength that our country shows in the face of imminent threats even that would have all of us 
getting all of our money out of the banks today and everything else if we knew those. So that's kind of the extreme example, but he talked about that in the terms of church too. And I, I tend to be almost an overshare sometimes. And emotionally, we've kind of talked about this, that we need to be honest with everybody and be who we really are. And there's truth to that, but in leadership, sometimes we have to be okay with being vulnerable and knowing that not everybody else has to bear that. That's part of our leadership is that we have to bear that vulnerability. Uh, But we do need some people that we can share that with, and that's why it's important to have friends in ministry, and it's important to have others that we can talk to and share that. Uh, Even the president has a cabinet and has close advisors, so we need people that we can uh, bear that with. But at the same time, we need to practice what we preach and let Jesus bear those burdens with us. Uh, I think of the the old hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our needs and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. So you think about a hymn, I think about scripture. Yeah. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. First Peter. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Cast your all cares because on the Lord. we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Cares for you. So song based on scripture. <laughs> so cast your cares upon the Lord, but how do we do that? And that's what that song points out is by prayer. Yeah. And most of us bear those burdens ourselves and bear those griefs and carries those get those things ourselves that we were never designed to carry, but we can give those to Jesus in prayer. So um, I think one of the keys to emotional health is having a solid prayer life. And uh, by the way, I get an F in that. The easy, these things are easier to talk about. I think the hardest one for us to talk about is physical health yeah. because uh, uh, we just feel embarrassed about it. We feel... I, publicly more shame i think yeah um but there we are called to go back to the first scripture we mentioned out of mark 12 love the lord your god with your heart soul mind and strength uh we are not souls without a body we we are called to be good stewards of our body too and so when you said you're you've been doing fast food devotionals earlier yeah uh, i immediately thought i've been doing fast food lunch for yeah. a couple months now honestly since the hurricane since all that sort of died down um, I've been physically not just not taking care of myself. I quit yeah. running uh, when the hurt. I had been running, you know, all year. Hurricane hit. We just kind of went to, into overdrive, taking care of everybody's houses and people, and, and did that for you know a month or more. Um, and I know some people are still doing that. So you know, God bless you guys. Yeah. Our, our church has settled down with all that. But since then, I, I haven't. Again, it just went back to I was in a routine. I was in, you know, I had gotten disciplined in those things. And I've just let it slip, and I haven't gotten back into it. And so physically, uh, I've put on some weight. I've gotten out of shape, and uh, just goes back to the discipline. Goes back to having the the mindset, you know, planning ahead, not being lazy, not just doing what's convenient and easy, but doing the hard work of taking better care of myself. And so again, these principles, they're the same across the board. Whatever arena you're talking about, it's the same principles. We just have to be diligent enough to apply them. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is actually the the issue. We actually do a pretty good job in ministry of talking about spiritual and emotional health. Uh, I think it's something that we, most of your books are about, you know, about pastoral leadership and such are talking about those issues, but we very rarely bring up physical health when we talk about pastors. And I think there's a good reason why you look at the average pastor, and I would probably say most pastors, people in ministry are overweight. People in ministry are not in good physical condition, and physical health's been a struggle my entire life. I don't, you know, it's one of those things now that I was looking at our time, like, well, look at the time. We got to go, <laughs> guys. And this was my idea to talk about this, but I, I felt like it was probably something worth sharing a little bit. 
um, my health journey has been kind of crazy and insane. I, um, I'm a big guy now and everybody knows that, but I was a bigger guy even back in 2010, I believe maybe 11. I don't know, several years ago at this point. And, um, about 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And I'm a big guy now. So it just was, it was uh, significantly overweight and just kind of got tired of it. And I don't know what clicked, what switch went off in my head, but, uh, started walking a little bit and eating better. And because I was so grossly out of shape, I just started dropping weight like crazy, play basketball with a group of old men twice a morning, uh, twice a week. I mean, not twice, twice a, morning. a morning, twice a morning. That's how I, that's how I did it. No, but twice a week and literally lost 10 pounds in a month just by playing basketball a couple times a week, not changing anything else. So something in my head was like, huh? So I started kind of trying to count some calories and just be cautious about what I ate a little bit, started losing more weight. So in, in the span of about a year and a half, two years, I lost legitimately uh, and he even got married in the middle of that. Met Mallory, dated her the whole time I was dating her. I'm losing weight, get married, kept losing weight. Everyone was like, does she know how to cook? <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, but all in all, ended up losing about 150 pounds. Jeez. Like it's insane. Like, um, And it, I got to the point. So I have the weird perspective. This is a true story of being at a place where people are coming to me concerned about how heavy I am. And I've also had people come to me and be concerned about how skinny I was. Right. Uh, that is a weird place to be, and it, again, it's and now you're somewhere in the middle, about. and nobody cares. Yeah, about you. yeah, right. Uh, but no, really, I've kind of gotten back to the heavy end. Like I'm, I'm seriously, I've a hundred pounds of that is back, uh, and it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing to be as heavy as I am again, and it it does. It's a great source of shame for me. I'm, I don't, I can't believe I'm even talking about it without turning red right now. Uh, I guess I've just kind of adapted to it. And so when uh, some things happened, I gained some weight back before I moved to Southeast Texas, but it was probably healthy weight, probably where I needed to be. Um, and then when I moved here, you know, life was turned upside down, had become a pastor, uh, moved to a different area and habits just started undoing themselves. And I started gaining weight. Then we had kids and yeah. it just all piled on. And now I'm all the way back, but all along the way, warning signs were there but i just kept thinking oh well i've done this before i can lose the weight i can lose the weight i can and i have tried many many times in the last three or four years to turn that switch back on and have not been able to do it so for me what i've realized is a couple things happened i was able to throw that switch four or five years ago and i realized that my purposes were not really good they were selfish my motivation was Man, I wanna I wanna get a beautiful wife. I wanna get uh, I wanna look good. I want people to know that I look good. I wanna be a good looking guy. That's what I'm going for. That was the goal. And uh, praise God, the way He orchestrated all that. Anyways, Mallory met me in the middle of that and loves me. And it's it's not, you know, I, I always wonder that. Like if I if I had met Mallory when I was at my skinniest, and she's like, oh, the bait and switch, you know. <laughs> but she she's you know been been in my life through most of that journey. So. Uh, but now what's hard is I don't have that motivation. I do have a wife who loves me and does not, does not really mind. She wants me to be healthy, but she's not worried about any of that. stuff. So, so it's just a blessing, but it's hard to throw that switch for the right reasons. Now, now the reason I should do it is because I want to be a good steward of my health because I want to uh, live long and have a great ministry. Uh, so here's where I'm at now. 
So I've, you know, again, gained about 100 pounds of that back. And some of you may have seen my tweets a couple a few days ago that I'm like, man, I really just have made a commitment to be uh, working to, to lose weight. Um, so the reason it's happening now is, is because there have been a couple quotes that have haunted me. So Zig Ziglar apparently early in his life, and I may be wrong on this, it may be the complete wrong guy, but it's one of those types of guys who is a Christian but also has influence in those areas, was a heavier guy when they were younger. And one of his friends in ministry or one of his friends, accountability partners, said, listen, uh, you are going to only be able to do ministry for 40 or 50 years at this pace you're doing, at the, the weight you're at, at the life you're living, and you're going to waste what God could do with your life if you could live to be 80. And the, I'm, I'm botching that quote terribly, but you we, get, yeah, it. But we get it. The idea is that, man, I, I'm not going to be able to do this till I'm 80 or 90 in the condition I am now. Like I, at, at best, I've got 15, 20 years in me the way I am right now physically. So, uh, and hey, the people will say this, hey, the Lord could take me any minute, so I'm going to eat chicken fried steak. But you know what? When I get there, I don't want him to be like, man, I could have done more in 20 years, but yeah. you just kept feeding yourself. Uh, so so for me, I'm trying to do it for the right reasons now. I'm trying to lose weight because my body is a temple of the Lord, and I don't want it to be a mega church. That's our that's a joke from way back. Way back. Uh, but I, I want to honor God with my body, and I want to be able to uh, do that in a way that's pleasing to him. So um, some of you were there with me, and that was very personal. I didn't mean to dominate that end of the conversation. You, did, man. you took it and ran. I'm like, sorry, well, bro. You I mean, took I, it and walked. Just <laughs> sat in the chair. That's your problem. <laughs> if you'd have taken it and ran, you would have. No, well, uh, I, it's it's a well known platitude that people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. And so I don't think we've said anything new today, uh, but I think it's a good reminder for us personally. And since we were recording it, maybe it's a good reminder for some people listening too. We know what we need to do. We just need to wake up and do it. We need to wake up a little earlier, pray a little more, study a little more, have more honest conversations with the people we love, go for a jog, eat a salad instead of a hamburger. Um, it All of these things go back to we need to quit doing the easiest thing and do the right thing. Um, and again, these things are easy to say. It's easy for us to put a podcast out that says, hey, guys, be motivated. Here's... But, you know, now the question for me and you, Rusty, is when we hit stop, you know, what are you eating for lunch today? What am I? I'm fixing to go eat lunch with my friend Nick. I, we had plans to go. I'm eating a cheeseburger. We so why do you have to, to say to cheeseburger? We buffet in Bridge City. Am I still going to do oh, that? Oh, snap. I know. Like, am I going to record this and Got go Got room for three? 3,000 calories worth of Three and a half. Because <laughs> I'm eating for two. Oh, are you expecting? Nope. Uh. <laughs> uh, the point is, we we know what we need to do in all of these things. We just need to be disciplined to do it. So the question then is, how do we become more disciplined people? Is that something we just have to decide and determine to do? I'm, I'm legitimately asking, how how am I supposed to be more disciplined? How do I do that? Well, uh, it's got to start with grace. Back to the grace episode. Uh, you, you can't do this on your own. It starts with resting in the finished work of Christ and knowing that Christ loves me even though that I'm lazy, fat, and good I'm for happy. nothing, all right, <laughs> yeah. uh, and to find my happiness in Christ, but to know that because Jesus loves me and because uh, Jesus has created me to be healthy, because he has created me to uh, live for him, that I, I, out of honor and glory for him, I do want to do that. So having that motivation in the right place starts with the grace of God. Uh, God's not looking down at me like, come on, you fat slob, do something. Ugh. That's not it at all. But instead, he loves me. So that's motivation for me to want to 
present my life to him. Part of that surrender process is uh, maybe being a little more intentional. That's the word I'll use. And I know that's our one of your Christian buzzword bingos. But uh, to me, being intentional about choices, like pray before your meal. Lord, let me eat in a way that brings honor and glory to you. Um, physically, we've talked about this before. <laughs> the problem is this. We the Bible talks about feasting. Yeah, you know we've got Thanksgiving coming up in a couple of weeks. But my favorite holiday, one, one legitimately thing, my favorite holiday. One thing I've said here at Cornerstone when I've talked about eating and health before is that we the problem is in America we eat in feasting slash celebration mode all the time, constantly. I mean, my life is a feast. Yeah, amen. Instead of feasting occasionally, amen. we feast oh, all the time. Uh, so we we need to celebrate, eat at Thanksgiving, and don't go home and say, man, I can't believe that I did that. But uh, guess what? The next day, get up and be intentional about making the right choices. And here's something I've always said is, uh, and this is something my mom taught me, and I'm sure she got it from another teacher, but uh, choices become habits, and habits become character, and character is who you are. Yeah. And that's something that kind of guided me through my weight loss uh, the first time. Uh, even, like I said, there was some wrong motives in that. But I, if I could stack up more good choices, that would turn into more good habits, yeah. which would lead to me being a healthier person. So, so the more good choices, like every now and then you're going to eat a hamburger. Every now and then you're going to eat something bad. But you know what? I want way more good choices than bad choices. So it leads to a healthy lifestyle. So maybe the thought we need to leave here with is not, hey, go change your life, but Hey, make make a couple of good choices today. Yeah, you know, eat eat a good lunch, close the door to your office, and spend some quiet time with the Lord this afternoon. Uh, make make some good choices today, and then tomorrow make a couple of good choices, and then the next day make a couple of good choices. And if you do that over a couple of weeks, over a couple of months, then you'll see some some pretty dramatic changes. Yeah, in in all of these things, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. We just got to make a few more good choices. I think that's encouraging. Yeah, that well, I don't have to change my life starting today. I yeah. can just change my day. Yeah, and day. it's not going to happen overnight. Any of these things. Yeah, and that's important to know too. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't get in this physical that's shape. Right. We didn't get in this. That's place. right. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, I, I give up on a diet like day three when I I realized yesterday actually I, I used to weigh every day when I was yeah. at my skinniest. Yeah. And I've been weighing every day, and I realized that's going to kill me this time. Yeah. So I'm going to weigh once a week. Um, because otherwise I will like, oh no, and you get discouraged and give up on day two. Well, guess what? Uh, you It's going to take a while. It's going to be seven days, but and I may only lose a pound or two in that seven days, but guess what? Stack up 50 of those, and I've lost 50 pounds. Yeah. So well, Similarly, slow. in another arena, uh, you know, I, I, there's been a couple times in my life where I've gone to a counselor. When you start seeing a counselor, you don't go every day. You yeah. go once a week, and yeah. so that's like your way in. You go and you talk to them. You know, in my case, I went and I talked to them uh, on a Wednesday morning, and we talk about the week and we talk about the things I've done and how I was feeling and you know what was my thinking through those things. And he'd say, okay, this next week, let's let's work on these things. And then I'd go away for a week, work on those things, come back and, and emotionally, mentally weigh in the yeah. next week. So similarly, uh, you know, incremental changes, small things. Don't don't beat yourself up if you have a cheat day. Yeah. In my case, I just can't have a box of junior mints every time I stop. That's right. Oh, it's hard. So, you know, only like three or four times a week instead of five. I know you've been watching Seinfeld lately. Have you seen the junior mint episode? No. Oh, it's coming. It's a classic. Good. Good. Who would turn down a junior mint? They're minty. They're refreshing. I have to check it out. My wife would. She doesn't like mint chocolate. Uh, mint chocolate is my favorite thing. So I always buy it. Like at the re- Mexican restaurant, I always get like four or five of them. Say, do you want some, babe? Oh, you don't? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's my eating sound effect. You like that? On that note. Hey, we went a little long today, but I think it's been good stuff. I like it. Hey, make good choices out there. So speaking of, speaking make the of- choice to follow Jared on Twitter. 
at Jared Hollier. Make the good choice to follow Rusty on Twitter. At Bro Rusty Mott. The best choice you can make is to follow our friend Pat Overstreet on Twitter. Is this Pat O? And a mediocre choice in your life is to follow us on Twitter at Our A Week Pod. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. Make some good choices. I'm going to go eat a Mexican buffet. I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger. I'll start my diet tomorrow. Drop the mic. (laughs) 